The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. It's like you've got a blind spot for Jesse's butt and fart. Namaste. <laughs> Welcome along to The Real Pod. Um, this is your reality TV and real life in New Zealand podcast, brought to you by The Spinoff, hosted by me, Jane Yee, and I'm joined by Alex Casey and Duncan Grieve of The Spinoff. Hi, guys. Hi, Jane. Hi, Doug. Hello. Hello, Jane. Hello, Alex. Oh, Duncan, I hear it in your voice. Things are heavy. Yeah, they're heavy for everyone, you know? Like, I'm not special. But I'm not I'm not carrying it as uh, like stoically as I would as I would hope, you know. Oh, it's such a rough time. Um, but we're all we're all in isolation, just like everyone else. Doesn't even need to be said anymore. Uh, how's ISO going? Are you slowly all coming undone at the seams, or is this like dream come true? I just haven't moved. <laughs> I haven't moved, and now I've got um. Just a very set like day look. You might notice I've I've been wearing this grizzly sweatshirt every day because I'm like I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything active. So I have this theory. I mean, it's been an it's been a point of contention for me and Joe that I think if you wear a pair of socks and you don't really walk and you don't put shoes on, you can wear them another day. Of course you can. Right? Yes. Yeah. Totally. So that's about where I'm at. <laughs> I think but I'm considering- just. Considering the goal at the moment is to like stay where you are, do as little moving about the community as possible. Everyone should be putting on their Fitbits and their Apple Watches and trying to get the lowest step count mm. of their lives from a day-to-day mm. basis. And instead of competing with our friends as to who's getting the most steps, it's the complete opposite. And this is a challenge I'm up for. This is a challenge that was designed for me. <laughs> couch to fridge, fridge to couch, couch to fridge, fridge to couch, couch to fridge. <laughs> Fridge to couch, couch to bed, bed to fridge. Toilet, Jane, toilet. No. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Not even that. We are brought to you by Nando's, the lovely folks at Nando's are our sponsors and uh, currently shut up shop for the lockdown. But You've seen be, that video of the girl crying because yeah. Nando's is shut out. Did That's we talk about it last week? We did. We did, but, but did there we? were no weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, there what? are no weekends. There's, yeah. I don't know what day it is. It's. Is it Monday? I keep thinking it's Wednesday, yeah. but it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, it's it's got a strong Wednesday vibe, but it is Tuesday. It's crazy, man. So... Last night was the final of The Bachelorette. Oh, I need to play The Sting, don't I? (laughs) 
I don't need to tell anyone where we well, are shall, on shall Facebook. Shall we talk anything, more? We? We, we've, we've talked about how we're doing, eh? Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm not even in the corner anymore. I keep trying to quit Facebook and it, then I'll like see that my account's still active somehow. I think it's just somehow reviving me. But just the knowledge that the corner is there, that Real Pod Corner exists, is like, it's one of the few unambiguously good things that I have no complicated feelings about in the world it's, um, yeah. so shout out to the cornies even though I can't see them I can feel them the corners um, is being great during is a great source of entertainment and comfort during our time of isolation um, they're running their own watch parties of uh, old reality TV series and so on and um, the bachelorette live chats have been going crazy so 1.3 Okay. Well, there was one that was 1.7 the other day. 1. Really? 1,000 comments. So they're going to, um, I think they're gunning for two for the after the final rose. By the time you are listening to this, the after the final rose will have been and gone. So I just want to say uh, this was, I have to say it, this was going to be our last podcast um, <laughs> because Alex Casey is due to bid farewell to the spinoff this week. Are you feeling all right, Alex? I feel crazy. Look look at my hair. It's all just... I washed my... That's the other thing that's happened. I've washed... I was going to do the, like, no wash your hair sort of thing and make it all natural. And then I washed it. Now it's gone real weird. (laughs) Like, it's changed. It's chemical makeup's changed. So so I look look a little bit frazzled. But I also am frazzled. This is supposed to be... Well, this is my last week of this one off. I am starting a new job next week in the middle of a... (laughs) global chaos and um maybe that just feels appropriate like that's kind of the real pod way right you just yeah and we sort of i think we thought that maybe your new job wasn't going to start and we would just keep potting through the pandemic like that's what we were thinking last week but then it turns out your new job is starting next week and so this yeah technically kind of is the last real pod but then none of us are prepared to deal with that fact and do all the the lovely no. send-offs <laughs> No, it's, it just doesn't feel like emotionally. Like the thing is, is as much as I'm like shell shocked and fucked, like you guys are both dealing with bigger things than 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 me by far. So I should stop whining. And it's like I certainly don't feel in the place to emotionally deal with the end of the real pod. Like the 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 good the the hour that I can reliably say will be. The good hour right, every week, good... you know. The rest of them, they you know, they come and they go. But real pods always go, and I, I'm not prepared to, yeah, to to, mm. to to definitively close that door right now. So well, we... I still think it's like we can go back to the bargaining phase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Just... Because we can just we can still be a podcast. We just can't talk about reality television anymore. If that's something the cornies are willing to accept. And, you know, I think people like us the most when we're just talking about, you know, doing the kangaroo and <laughs> all the other great Which things by that this, we love. Which, by the way, if there was ever a time to try the kangaroo, now's the time. You've got lots of time to clean afterwards, you know? Pandemic kangaroo, yeah. yeah. Or is that how, is that how it all started? <laughs> um, I think that, I th- yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, it's too much for us at the moment to deal with, so we're just going to figure something out whereby we do something and we don't know what that is or when it will be, but it's just, we're, we're just kind of, um, 
we're kind of lying in the gutter, just limping around at the moment. Uh, <laughs> and as long as there's any life left in us, we'll figure something out. We owe yeah. everyone a Twilight pod, if nothing else. Yeah, right. I think it would be a good way to go, even if it's just for a, a little while, with mm. Edward Cullen and and all the gang. Oh God, the gang. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's get on with the podcast today. It's definitely not our last ever podcast. It's just a good time. I have four ways to decide I'm going to drop my I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> okay, so that's it. It's the end of Bachelorette NZ. It's all done and dusted. How you guys feeling? What a show that was, though. Can I just say, like, when we look back, at, like, I know that it felt like towards the end that it was just like, oh my god, we've been in Argentina for a million years. But when we went right back to the start and seeing, like, Glenn and all, all the things from the beginning, it was just like, wow, a lot has happened. A lot has We've happened. We've been through it, a lot together. It feels like, um, you know, when you watch these shows, often the recapping is too much. And throughout the season, it was a lot. But then when it came to the after the final rose and they started recapping stuff, I was like, I can't do I've seen all this. But then I realised I'd completely forgotten about seven or eight of the guys and so it was actually really nice to be reminded about them. And then to kind of see some of the main players um, early on again when we didn't know that they were main players was kind mm. of fun too. I think, like, the thing with this season is that it, it like, it, it had easily enough to be a great season. They just had to spread it really thin, which is just the nature of the the current reality TV economy in New Zealand is that you do the same stuff that you always did, but you just, you make it go three times as far because you're, you know, it's, it's, it's like it's the war and you, you have to, you know, spread your rations out amongst the family and no one's getting as much porridge as they want. <laughs> but actually the fundamentals, if you look at the key storage story beats of this, you're like your Glens, your two bachelorettes, your mole, um, <laughs> you know, your happy dance when they're going to Argentina. It's, the, you know, like just the crazed anger of, of, of Jesse at, at Amog, at Amog's complete descent into, <laughs> you know, wherever he went. Like there was, it was more than enough. It just felt like too much because it was. But the fundamentals of it were, were, were astounding. Okay, so I guess we kind of, even though we normally do things in chronological order, we should, we really need to talk about the um, the result, the wins, the losses, and then we can kind of go back over how it all came to be. So, absolutely no surprise to anyone, Richie uh, was Lily's number one. Jesse came in at number two. Uh, Amog and Logan both dished. Before take the final walk, race. Take a long walk down Piha Beach yeah. to nowhere, Amok. <laughs> there was such a funny yeah, moment because I just was like, what happens? Does he Is he waiting for someone to call cut? Or does he just go off and catch an Uber at this point? <laughs> <laughs> He's walking down to the Raza to get a bloody happy hour pie. Oh, don't blame <laughs> him. Don't blame him. Um, how are you guys feeling about the results? Um... I, oh, I mean, it was, it was a cra- it was a crazy shock, but definitely after watching, seeing the final rows and also seeing the extra footage of Aaron like sobbing, 
Yeah. Oh, hello. Oh, we've got a bit of a BBC moment. Hi, Joe. That's all right. Hello. He was summoned. What's that? Coke Zero. Ice cold fizz, Coke Zero. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Um, Seeing just how destroyed Aaron was in that car kind of fucked me up a bit. Same. Yeah. It was very real. And I'm surprised they didn't put it in the show. But I guess maybe they didn't want, like... You know, maybe it was already too intense having two of them go. I don't know. But, yeah, it was, like, very clear in that moment just how much that meant to him. And, it, you know, it all feels kind of pretend. And I think a lot of that's because Lucina, you know, has a certain way of conducting herself. But that he was very... He was all in. <laughs> in a very amog way. And, yeah, it was quite sad, I thought. I, f- I felt that. I felt sorry for amog. I felt sorry for him. I felt sorry for Lucina. It looked like a real interaction. Right at the last minute, there was a real interaction between the two of them that yeah. made me understand a little bit more of their connection and the depth of feelings and so on. Um, that I feel like was just lost when they were super self-conscious about being on camera for the rest of the whole entire season. Mm. I don't know. I, like, I, I definitely felt extremely sorry for Aaron because the guy was he was really committed he'd he'd done all the things you're meant to do you know he dropped L-bombs unsolicited all of the things which were meant to kind of uh you know like he he exposed himself to the possibility of an abject uh like emotional disaster and that that is what befell him and you could sense that he you know he was he was very aware of the potential for that uh i guess i just you know i i do struggle a bit with the fact that like lucina clearly had feelings for him she didn't you know like she didn't think that they were going to become you know in it, like a sort of Prince Charming fairy tale kind of thing, but at the same time, like, like you look, you look at Lily and Richie, and they're not even pretending like they're they're anything close to exchanging "I love yous." Mm. You know, like you you can't like it would have been very easy to just like it's the New Zealand bachelor bachelorette way, uh, you know, absent. Um, Adam Matute is is to just basically agree to date for a period of time and occasionally see one another. Duncan, like, you would I'm never to... never enter your bub- bubble, you know. I so you think that she just should have given it given it a red hot guy. Yeah. I cannot be more on a different page to you on this, wow. despite being quite bored by some of Lucina's storyline. She obviously didn't feel in a position to even date Aaron. And so why should she just because she's on a TV show just to appease us? But then she did. She did. What do like, you mean? They clearly date, they dated subsequent to the show. That she, was that was in after the final Well, that dated or just like saw each other a couple times? They caught up. But they who knows up. what they But mean. that's, that's I mean, a girl's prerogative. She doesn't have to stick a label on it. And by getting together at the end of the show is definitely putting a label and a pressure on it that she wasn't prepared to do. And I think genuinely that it was the experience wasn't what she imagined it was going to be. She's fallen out with, with uh, Warner Brothers, I guess, because she's not like neither of them are following each other on Instagram. 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on there. Alex, you just she's in the she's in the ED. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's she's just like in denial and she's living a different reality now. She's living a completely Instagram, different like. reality. I don't think. Mm. I think that she, the sooner she can shake this all off, she the better as far as she's concerned. But I do think that no one should feel obligated to make someone their boyfriend um, just because Duncan Grieve reckons they should. Okay, please. Please, 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 Cornice and anyone listening, that is not what I said. I just thought that would have been like the logical thing to do, given that she did have strong feelings for him. And even if they weren't forever love feelings, they were just like worth seeing what it's like when the cameras aren't there kind of feelings. But, I don't think um, she had that strong of feelings for him, is the thing. I think But she... what about when they stayed the night in that lovely yurt and the next day it looked like like a little nudie hug. <laughs> yeah. As they like... say. Which is also like, you can do that and that's fine. But she might have but had I strong was, loiny feelings without having strong heart feelings. She was very attracted to him. Yeah, and she says that. She says that herself. Um, look, I think it's fine that Lucina chose nobody. I I think it's good as well that she uh, cut it off before the final rose. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Because that would have been rough as guts. Even seeing, like, I forgot seeing how even Jesse and Lily reacted in that moment to having to do it. How much more intense that would have been for her. And how much more hate she would have got, I think, if she had dragged on till then. So, I don't know. At least she had the decency to do that. Aaron could have uh, worn different shoes on the beach, but that's his prerogative. (laughs) 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 Could have worn a humble rock shoe for that kind of... And again, I just want to make it clear that Aaron is entitled to wear whatever shoes on the beach that he likes. He doesn't have to choose his shoes based on what Alex Casey thinks. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) What about socks? No, he never wears socks. Sockets at most. Sockets. I don't know. These are like these Mm. endangered dotterals around there. You can't just be clomping along in brogues like the (laughs) King of France. Um, (laughs) King of France? (laughs) France hasn't had a king in ages. That's Logan. Logan is definitely the king of France. Or at least the little prince. That yurt, though. Can we go back to that yurt? Shit, that yurt looks cool. That was Romance City. Especially with the bloody misty cloud the next morning. Okay, let's go through. Should we go through? Just stay there. We'll go through the events of the last couple episodes. So um, we started with the cliffhanger um, where Lily was trying to decide if she was going to give her... In the penultimate rose ceremony, if she was going to give her rose to Quinn or Richie, and Jessie was already uh, in possession of a rose, and she gave it to Richie, which was not a surprise, but still broke my heart for Quinn. So good looking. Oh, Quinn. Quinn trying not to cry <laughs> was very sad. <laughs> Did you workshop that, or was that just on the It just came out. I wasn't even sure when I started saying if I should keep doing it, but I just did it. Who cares? That was like freaking jazz. (laughs) It was just really intense, like doing that, like blinky, sniffy, like, yeah, all good. Like, you know, that like man thing. Oh, kill me. Quinn for Bachelor, right? Quinn for Bachelor. If we could know someone who could make it happen, that would be great. I don't Um, know how much power I'm going to have, but... uh... (laughs) Anything can happen these days. (laughs) Or at least a meme. Um, Okay, so 
Now we're down to our top four to a piece. And we start off in Wellington where... Uh, who's, who was it first? Jesse? Jesse makes the appearance first or Richie? Uh, Richie. Jesse. Uh, Richie. Jesse. Richie. Jesse. It was Richie. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. No, I oh think it was Jesse. No, it was. Oh my god, I don't know. No, it was Richie. It was Richie. And, yeah, it was Richie. And, and Mum came in. Cap, which outraged um, spin-off employee Mark Kelleher. He was like, "That's not on. That is not on. If you made an appearance, you take your cap off." I feel like a cap is quite uh, quite dressy formal for someone who designs drop crotch pants. True. <laughs> is that like a That's tux? his only love, it's... is drop crotch, before Lily was drop crotch pants. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, a cool confession. Mum came in with the hard questions. Um, you ever been in jail? You ever been married? Have you got children? Do you swear? Uh, those sorts of questions. Didn't, didn't find out who his favourite Friends character is, sadly, but... Um, <laughs> He obviously, he, he passed the mum test. Interesting addition to the family circle, Molly. The mole. Yeah. The original mole. Yeah. The greatest um, You know mom. who else passes the, the mum test is uh, Alex Casey. Got the biggest hug from Lou's mum. Oh, really? The final rose. Yeah. We're mates. Just in love. She's cool. How I does mean, she so cool. Cool. Lucina's mum's cool as well. How does she know about me, Jane? Yeah. <laughs> well... I don't know. <laughs> uh, she reads the rankings. She's a big rank head. Oh, yeah. she's a rank head. <laughs> um, what else? Hey, can, can, can we? Who who is the man that's not the dad on the <laughs> Chad, couch? Chad, the Chad. Is he not the who brother? The hanging Chad. The Chad who with the big knife. Chad? Who then put the knife inside his jacket, and everyone's like, "That's just Chad." <laughs> is he the brother? What is the relationship? I think it's the brother. Step or blood? Uh, Hang on. Is dad sure. dad or stepdad? Vibe stepdad. Vibe stepdad. Yeah. Right. Didn't have a lot of hard-hitting cues for, for someone who was pursuing his beloved daughter. So maybe, yeah. maybe it was stepdad not wanting to step over the line. Um, well, it was just good to see Mo and strange to see Chad. Chad, <laughs> so is Chad? Okay, then is Chad possibly stepdad's son, or is Chad Mo's special friend? Oh, Chad's nothing to do with Mo. Okay. I don't think. No, no, no. Because I think Lily put Chad on her story last night asleep. I would look, but I'm not allowed to touch my telephone. So um, we're just at a loose end here. I don't know what to do. Okay. Chad is cool. Okay. Jesse comes, comes to meet Chad and the family. Uh, gets the same line of questions. Um, but then he goes into uh, not how he, he wants to have kids while he's young. Which means oh, that he yeah. was like, it's really cool when you see a 45-year-old with a 15-year-old. What was what was that? Was that like they're too old to have a fifteen year old? No, he's like I'm. He, the... I think, I think he made. She's she's asked. Mum's asked about. Do you want to have kids? And he, for some reason, decides that now's a good time to reveal that he would actually really like to have kids young, which is the opposite of what Lily wants, by the way. Um, like he's basically saying, I'm ready, because uh, he thinks it's really cool when you see like a forty five year old with a fifteen year old. Well, what was the point of that? Is that young or older? Because that seems to be like bang on the middle. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because that's like a 30-year-old having a baby. Yeah. That's not young in particular, is it? Like, was that an older? I thought he was like slighting 
the 30-year-old yeah, for waiting so long when they were essentially withered and stooped. <laughs> but he said he likes it they... when he sees that. He does well, we, like it. We really need some clarification on that. Jesse, it was just a bad interaction all around because he, basically he, he then... said that his parents were older. My parents are older too, which crazy thing to say to Lily's like 26-year-old looking mum. <laughs> It was the two that really buried him on that. Yeah. If he just said my yeah. parents were older, that could have been just like a standalone statement. But when he added and then the he two did to the, it. Um, he did the, do you have any kids? <laughs> not that I know of. He's like, oh. I know, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. It's not a good. It's never good. Well, also, I think, I think by now, your girlfriend from when you were 17, um, you'd know whether or not you had any kids with her. And the girl from camp... I mean, that was last year. The that girl was a really from good. Camp. Girl from camp. Girl from camp. I don't believe that either of these people exist. Someone, um, <laughs> oh, it was Lily posted on her Instagram photos of Jesse from his Facebook page from when he was like a tiny little fella. It was like 2013 <laughs> and he just, he looks so young. It's very sweet. <laughs> oh, poor um, guy. <laughs> was young once. <laughs> Shame. Oh, chat. So, so then, um, Jesse asked the parents or the family what he should know. Was this Jesse? Yeah, what he should know about Lily or what her like her weaknesses were. And we found out she's quite a messy person. That doesn't surprise me too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I put her brother, but Chad, whoever he is, uh, thinks that her t- that t- tattoos are, are fine and all, but some of hers are a bit shit. Um, and also, she crashed dad slash stepdad's car once. I think that there's a lot of stuff they don't know about Lily. That's all I'm going to say. I feel like there's yeah. there's way way more interesting stuff that they could have said that they didn't say because they don't know about it. Well, she's in bloody Thailand, you know, all the time. I feel like they even they wouldn't even say. Yeah, Shoeys. Only drinks out of shoes. That's, I mean, that's weakness or strength? Mm. I think strength. Strength. Okay. Good for the immune system. Basically, the meet the parents with Lily was fine. No majors. Then we go to the meet the parents with um, with Lucina's parents. And that's um, it's a bit more intense. <laughs> Well, Latina's mum is so full on. I mean, I love her, but you can see where Latina gets it, except that she is just nowhere near as like brazen and and, and like no holds barred as you know, like the cheap crown prosecutor that is uh, Latina's <laughs> mum. Um, Aaron was just torn to shreds and spat out in tiny little pieces. He turned up oh, with some grape ties. The comment that he made about the about the dancing, the racial yes. stereotyping. Yeah, yeah. I think, and the yeah. worst thing is, I think he was trying to. It was like a weird attempt at a at a compliment and like and self deprecating, and it just did not land very well at all. And his jeans were like, I mean, his jeans are tight at the best of times, <laughs> but the jeans he was wearing on that that made the parents. I've got no problem with Richie's hair. I have a big problem with how tight his jeans were. <laughs> Just, I don't want to see, like, the buttons of your iPhone through your pocket. <laughs> the and not to mention the other things. What else did you see? I don't know, but if I looked harder, I'm sure I could have seen something. 
Uh, anyway, what's the square root of 361? <laughs> Too slow, not smart enough, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Was that a joke? Or was I, that, like, I feel was like that? maybe some of it was a little bit in jest and a bit of fun, but also a little bit, can you answer it though? Can you? What is the answer? I think too it's too dumb. I, I think it's uh, eight, 18? No, it can't be. 361? Isn't that an odd number? Can't oh. that not have one? I don't know it how do, that It does works, have one. It does. I, we, it does it really? I thought it was 17 because I was like, it's I'll a one. On anyway. <laughs> how cool is her dad as well? What a legend. Yeah, he's cool. And he quite likes Aaron because they've got like teacher vibes. It's 19. It's 19. It's 19. 19. My bad. I don't know how the square roots work. Uh, <laughs> Dad thinks Aaron is um, is high energy. And Mum thinks Aaron is a nice boy and confident. So, despite the grilling and despite the multiple missteps and the tight pants, he seemed to do okay by by listening to his parents. It's that classic MKR thing where they, they go and they like sit and review and say terrible, terrible things about the meal and then go and give it quite a good score. They've True. Just, they've just done that with Aaron. True. I did like as well when the mum was like, not even going to give it up to the producer what she thought. She was like, oh, yeah. do you like him? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, blink once and be like, a nice boy. <laughs> it's See, like, that's amazing. What, that's what made me think that like, she's got a really good sense of humour. And so I think some of the stuff was probably some, you know, just gentle ribbing. Yeah. Uh, but it was great television. So then they head off on their fantasy suite. Or should we just talk about Logan's experience with the parents first? Oh yeah, Logan smashed it. Logan yeah. smashed I it. Love Logan now. Is that weird? Yeah. Came, yeah, that's weird. He came home real strong. No, I think it. I I think he's revealed himself to be a thoroughly nice young man. Okay, he's first just... of all, Aaron turned up with grape ties. Logan turned up with verve, right? And flowers. Yes. And flowers. Does Lucina not drink? She doesn't drink. I don't okay. think... Because there was grape ties out. Oh. <gasps> Were they drinking Aaron's grape ties at the Logan date? That sort of feels like a... Uh, was there like grape ties thing. out at the, when he turned up with the Verve? They're <laughs> drinking Aaron's grape ties... I think they were. ...at Logan's Meet the Parents. I think they cracked into it, That yeah. is a massive scope. Yeah, it is big, it's actually really big. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I quite liked how he's like, this doesn't make me nervous. I love I love this. And then he was just like bantering away. I'm no, sorry, okay. Like absolutely no embarrassment when he was like, yeah, my tattoos say rock and roll. <laughs> what do his tattoos do? They represent his crazy wild side. <laughs> Every tattoo tells a story. There's the fellas Every phone number. Every tattoo is a lesson. Is a lesson in what not to get tattooed? In rock and roll. <laughs> um... Mum finds out he's he's uh, into his music and tries to recruit him for a steel band, which was such a great moment. It was uh, great. She really, really, really wanted him in the steel band, and I actually don't think that, that she was joking around. No. no. <laughs> Will you, are you prepared to be in the steel band? If so, you're actually too good for my daughter, and don't worry, we'll find you a lovely girl. <laughs> Forget this old thing. It's cool. It's almost like the scene that went on The Bachelorette as a very, very convoluted way of recruiting potential <laughs> steel band members. <laughs> which is the best reason I can think of. I 
feel like there would probably be more success, you know? Like, there was a much greater chance that Logan was going to end up in her mum's steel band than her actually being together with Logan at the end of all this. <laughs> oh, man. We need to get her steel band to play the, the finale of the real pod. Oh, my God. As our, as our house band. That absolutely... She might be the girl on the steel drum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Too nice. laughs> also, it's... Logan's shirt was way too unbuttoned. I'm sorry to be the fashion police this week, but it was... Deep V, deep deep V. Well, what did you see through here. the deep V? Because we we you did some made some inquiries about our sort of pictorial confusion <laughs> during the week. What were the results of those outs, Casey? Well, a, an unnamed source uh, working within the body sculpting uh, <laughs> profession came back and said they're simply too symmetrical. They're fake. Do you think that that's true? Which was just though? his honest opinion or hers. <laughs> and um, that was that. Like, I feel like, you know, it's fun to joke about, but do you think that that's real? Do you think that Logan would? Is that. I feel vindicated as the only thing <laughs> that I feel. I think it's that particular shot. Because, I, I, I don't know, I've been sending you some other pieces of research <laughs> that I found. <laughs> Back through his Instagram, and I don't think there is pronounced. No. In a, in daylight, for example. No, but also the photo you sent me had his arms up, which you know doesn't give a it, it stretches things curve. out and it, it flattens <laughs> the curve. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's all just honest opinion, and it's all just fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. He can do what he, he can do what he wants back. with his own pics. We just have to know about it. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah. to your point. If he's gone to the trouble of getting some lovely pics by order, he's going to want to show them off, right? And especially given that this is one of his last interactions with Lucina, he's got to pull out all the big guns to try and try and win her over. And if it's got to be a, a deep V in front of the parents to catch her eye, then so be it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'll, I mean, I'll until you've that. walked in their shoes, Alex Casey. <laughs> That's true. And their brogues and their beaches. <laughs> Uh, okay, Aaron's fantasy date. So anyway, the, the parents like Logan. Spoiler alert, doesn't matter. Um, fantasy suite with Aaron was to the uh, the Glowworms Waitoma. I have never been there myself, you guys. Looks lovely. It's great. I've been there. I, I have been. It. I went there with our mutual friend, Justin Warren, Jane. Oh, yeah. And, that uh, must have been fun. On a, on a fantasy date. <laughs> uh, ended the night sleeping in a car on Hamilton's Main Street after an All Blacks test. I, I love the Waitomo Caves. There's, they're a cracking good time. You know, I, when I saw that in the yurt, I was like, this is, you know, how, how can this not happen? Like, you'd ha- you, even you could go there with your worst enemy and probably end up married, you know, with all, with all that kind of material to work with. Yeah, the caves are great. A glowworm is actually amazing as well. Did you get the whole spiel about how they, like, uh, uh, <laughs> Kind of like draw, they get get food by like spitting, like a long thing of yeah, saliva. Disgust, and all that. They're really disgusting. They're really quite gross, and you got to respect it. They look so great. Yeah, yeah. And when you're in there, you feel like the little drippies, and you're like, "Is that spit?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, um, was, it was good. Did you notice that they got a bit orkies in the in the orkilalas in the caves? There was a moment where he went to kiss her, like lean on for a kiss, and she kind of ducked her head <laughs> under his chin. So that it landed like on the top of her head, and then he sort of tried again, and she did the same thing. And in that moment, I knew there was no final rose for Amok. Wow. 
She was struggling with something. She was she mm. was putting it on for the cameras, but she, on the inside, she was in a world of turmoil. How is she going to break this young man's heart? Um, on the beach, as it turns out. Anyway, uh, a, he said to her in, in the in the case, "It's always just been me and you, and I felt really good about it," which is the exact opposite of the premise of this show. It's always been her and him and a whole lot of other guys. So I think he's missed the point there. Um, and her body language <laughs> is just was just not not that keen. He so, said to me, he said to, the, he was like, she's walking through, she's like, oh, this is so pretty. And he's like, not as pretty as you though. And she was like, she was like, ha ha, giggle, giggle, Aaron. And then he's like, what? I'm always doing stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, what a weird thing to say about yourself. Check me. I'm always doing stuff like that. That's yeah. so me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, it's, it's just, just like selling, like setting off a little, a little um, internal internal memo, just yeah. at the last minute. Just <laughs> anything you can to chalk up some extra points. Just a reminder, that's me all the time. Um, then they had they weren't in the yurt, were they? Wasn't it Lily who had the yurt? They were in something no. yurt adjacent, were they? Weren't they? They were. They were definitely in a yurt atop the hill. Is that a year? With the outdoor baths. Yeah, that's what he, What do you think a year is? Oh, I thought... No, I oh know Lily was in the glamping... The clamp, glamping yurt thing. Is that not what a year, I thought a yurt was a tent thing. I think it's Wasn't all it? a tent in the oh, end of the day. Thing? They had it wherever, wherever Aaron and uh, Lucina were, there was a balcony of some, of some yeah, description. Yeah, but a yurt can have a balcony. Oh, okay, okay. Have I, you seen maths? Look, I didn't really... I didn't really um, <laughs> take a lot of notice. I was so caught up in the emotion, I wasn't looking at the scenery. I just loved. I want to go stay in that yurt. Like that view was so lovely. Where were like, they? You're the yurt of the rings. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I, it's, it's near Waitomo. It's like in the in the vicinity. Okay. It's yeah, in Waitomo. Yeah, the rings. <laughs> That's okay. It's totally okay. Simply words. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think it, with the with the mist, misty and yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that um Hobbiton's like you know four score from there. <laughs> More words and this time some numbers too. <laughs> okay, so Aaron is sitting waiting for his um his lovely bride to be. He's waiting for that that last meal that they're going to spend together before they have a sexy night of passion and then get engaged the following day. Um. But she is having a hair and makeup done, and she is a nod coping. She's broken oh, down. She knows that she's got to tell him that this this might be it. Uh, the idea of like sobbing uncontrollably while having your hair curled is a fucking nightmare to me. It is an absolute nightmare. If for some reason, it's it so just hot. made me think of like a a bride before her wedding, where she's mm. marrying someone she doesn't. That she's being forced to marry someone she doesn't want to. And that yeah, wasn't it was really too dramatic. far off of what was going on here. Exactly. Um, but this, I mean, I guess in these last two episodes, well, actually, no, just, oh, yeah, no, the last two episodes, we saw Lucina get actually pretty emotional and um, and quite raw for her. Uh, she had, so she went and chatted to Aaron, and I was kind of, I have to say, Aaron redeemed himself a lot to me in these last last in this last leg of the race like Mm. he had some really good chat he didn't put any pressure on her but he just was very open about how he was feeling and yeah yeah that was a great line he can do a great one-liner when he was like when he's just like i'm not gonna leave 
I'm not going to leave until you tell me to. I don't know. Yeah. It was. It was good. That it was whole good, it was good that shit. whole thing after after there's been after so many kind of frustrating interactions, that one conversation with her totally fucked and him trembling with wanting to say these big words and her wanting to break up with him, that was incredible. Mm. Like it was it was almost worth, you know, the hundred hour experimental art film <laughs> of just of, of Argentina that we had to enjoy to get there. But my God, like that was so loaded. Like you think about two people who go in both smiling gamely with completely different intentions mm. and just the, the the tension of waiting for that to resolve and then how weirdly eloquent they both were. Mm. Yeah, I Amazing. mean, I sense that he, what he was saying was he was basically giving her permission to let's have this night and it's, there's, it's a no-pressure situation, but, you know, if you want to just have this time with me, let's do that and it doesn't I know it doesn't necessarily mean anything but let's let's just you know we have real feelings and we have an opportunity to have some time without the cameras just us and and then I think she was kind of relieved to be to have that opportunity because I think that's what she wanted I think she did want some time with him but she didn't feel right about taking that time as she might be leading him on but he essentially gave her permission to do that I feel like it was kind of like an unspoken thing oh you're right there Alex (laughs) yeah Stripping off. Hello. Just got extremely hot. It's so hot. <laughs> Unrelated to anything. Sure. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so who knows what happened in the yurt that night? There's only two people who know. Um, I guess. But the next morning they were having lovely cuddles and yeah, and I thought maybe this is it. Maybe they're back on track. Maybe all will be okay. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> There was just a moment of silence for what could have been between Amog and Lucina. And let's move to Logan's fantasy date. Um, he turned up with a really romantic present of rollerblades. Oh, yeah, that's right. I would love that. They look like good ones too, not like um, sort of cheapies. Duncan, you know, they were are, you getting, are you getting Alex a leaving present? Because I've got an idea. Yeah. Lockdown rollerblades. That would actually be really useful right now, eh? Chance would be a fine thing. Do you not have to catch those? Don't have to catch public transport. Just make your own Mm. way. Mm. Be in control of your physical distancing. Sell your car. You got rollerblades. Definitely break my ankles and put more pressure on the health system. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Okay. Then they go paddleboarding. Um, and she negs him. She's like, oh, I just hope he doesn't hurt himself. She's just made him out to be, like, a just a complete bumbling idiot. Like, totally Gumby. He oh. is Gumby. Is he the He sucks at paddleboarding. <laughs> Whoa, from the paddleboarding expert herself. <laughs> I've been out there. I've been out there a couple of times. But, man, it was, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the supercut of him falling off his, falling off his board a million times. But he didn't look particularly skilled that was the narrative no matter what no matter what even if he mm. got out 50 times and fell off five times we were only going to ever see the five times that he fell off yeah they probably like greased it up <laughs> <laughs> um quite a rough day at sea they, they sit down for a meal she's absolutely freezing uh i always notice when people are cold it feels like you remember how at the beginning it was that really cold evening when everyone was coming out of the limos the limos mm. and um yeah, this was it took me back to that. This was a nice little 
tie-in. Uh, what happened? Well, she just got rid of him, basically. Yeah. In summary. Not a lot of fanfare. Also, I just didn't think it was that great a place to eat dinner, like with the tiny little table and the giant chairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, then what happens? Then... Logan thanked her, though. Thank well, you for breaking up with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is that uh, it's done... He's been on this journey, and he's done what he needed to do, which is get his name out there for his music career. Uh, so, good on him. Um, and we look forward to that single. Anyway, Lucina dumps Aaron on the beach. It's very sad. Uh, and that's that's it, really. I don't know what else to say. Well, nice. the big, the big thing, which is of course Jesse's jacket. Fashion oh, okay. Police is back, <laughs> and Jesse is under arrest for that weird jacket. Are you talking about the jacket the for the final jacket. rose? Yes. You don't want to talk about any Ooh. of the dates. What dates? Nah. Oh, I was supposed to say at the top of the podcast, by the way. I was supposed to say that we've got, at the end of this, we've got like a little bonus, which is a recording of Duncan and Alex, because they actually went to the After the Final Rose special live recording. And which was a crazy thing. Well, well, well we can, I actually, uh, I have to go um, in typical me fashion um, in sort of 10 minutes or so. But we should talk a bit about what that was like as well. I, I personally found the last two episodes like intermittently affecting but mostly quite boring. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, Is I mean, it... actually, there's really nothing to tell you. Let's just quickly whiz through. Jesse. Let's have a quick whiz. Jesse, no Jesse went thing. on a helicopter ride with Lily in Waiheke. It was lovely. She invites him to stay the night. Um, they just got fucking drunk. They got hammered, for sure. Mm. Then Richie had his final date in Raglan, which is like, if you were to choose somewhere in New Zealand for Richie and Lily to have a date, Raglan is the place. So that was well done. Um, oh, they're all fine. Everything's fine. They're off glamping. There's a final rose. They choose. They each choose from two rings, which was just a weird, just a, a weird that thing. That was weird. I didn't like that. I didn't like anything about that. Why does why? But why doesn't she give the ring? Well, okay, that's true. A second thing, like a chunky like, number. If you're so, if you're so not, and if you're so kind of borderline, not even gonna go out, that you you can't even say, drop an album or like like, there was not like they were sort of into each other enough to date, but no more than that. And Counterpoint. so I just felt like the ring... Counterpoint. Well, well I didn't even get to make my point. Sorry. But, uh, no, no, that's all right. <laughs> I know you've got a guy. I was just trying to speed things along for you. You were okay. saying that like, the okay. ring was what, entirely unnecessary because they're not... It's like they're well, not even... like, I, like, I get that you've got to pay, pay the bills, but I, I just... It, it didn't feel like they had worked their way up to that being emotionally just sort of anything, you know? They should almost have had more fun with it than than the sort of pretense. Mm. Obviously, it give was rings a, to the mums. The sponsor, you know? sponsor contract. Give the give rings to the mums. Um, yeah. Counterpoint is that Fleur got a ring, and she was chosen because he tossed a coin. He was less than even in like with her. <sighs> True. It's kind of. You know, that was a sorry episode. It was. Not of the real pod. No, it was a great episode but... of the real pod. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. 
highest, highest <laughs> ranking rating scandal that went around the world. Um, okay, so then what happened? Uh, Lily gets really upset when she dumps Jessie. That was a really mm. nice moment. Art mm. comforting her and then mm. all the crew sitting in the mm. background suddenly mm. realising that they're on mm. camera and dispersing mm. at great speed. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, it was I real did. funny. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessie had a great PSA moment, like his journey was all worth it because an opportunity to show that young men can express their feelings. And she thought it was quite nice. Yeah. Um, the best Ooh. bit about the final rose is that uh, the, for the, what is it, the, the fourth season of this franchise that we've had on New Zealand television television they actually had a final rose at the final rose it, Lily did they? Did, yeah lily picked it up and tossed it and said you don't we don't need this um oh shit I but there was a rose they didn't have one <laughs> there More was fake news from the spin-off <laughs> there was a rose there did you well that's a major uh, error. and then there was a kissing montage and then we go into the after the final rose so you guys just quickly tell us your experience um well we've got all a videotape Audio tape. What? I want to talk about the actual recording of it because there was stuff on stage that we didn't see, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. The after the final rose. Gone... Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You guys tell us about it now. Oh yeah. Talk well, we've about. We've got it. a we've got a recording. Is that oh, what you, mean? Well, no, but... you want to play the recording will... right now? No, but well, I, I don't think know. we can. We can. Duncan's we can been talking the... for ages and I can't hear him. Can you hear him? Is he talking? Yeah, Duncan. No, he's not. Am he's I, adjusting his what? microphone. Is he? Duncan? No. Oh, we've lost him. We've lost him. We've lost Duncan Gray. I don't know. I don't know. He's probably just hit the mute button. My back? My back? Yep. Yeah, you're back. Okay. 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 Um, well, like, the recording that we have, which I feel like we built up to be this, like, amazing found footage, this, this thing that the archivist will be... <laughs> But it did feel quite intense. I don't just, think we we've did... actually even told anyone who's listening that we have. I think we started to tell them about the recording. I don't think we finished telling them about the recording. Okay, okay. Okay, so Alex and I went along to After the Final Rose. It was a crazy, crazy scene. Uh, the first Bachelor we saw there was Elliot, which eagle-eyed viewers of the final product will have noticed was, was the one Bachelor who wasn't there. Yeah. And they just don't address it. And they never address it on the night. And I still think it's one of the great mysteries of our time. Would love to know the answer. So you saw him um, at the event, but he wasn't up on yeah, stage. He was, he was outside, like on a berm, like driving up to the theatre. And he looked kind of Christ-like. Like he was wearing like a big kind of open billowy white shirt. Really shiny bald head. Just like looked like the sun. And there were all these sort of, I guess, worshippers Minions. like around him. Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, there's Elliot. That was the first. It was so exciting. And then we never saw him again. Wow. It's deeply mysterious. And they said that he had a family thing. It was just obviously a lie. It was just so great. Um, but, yeah, so we watched the thing. We, we got the whole thing spoiled for us because that was obviously the only way to do it. And that was real intense to, like, yeah. be watching what was on stage, trying to process that because Lucina just got lit up in the way that felt very intense and uncomfortable. And suddenly she... All the guys had sort of prepared this stuff, and I don't think she was prepared for that. And But we were also, so we were watching this very intense thing, but also processing the fact that she hadn't picked anyone, and Richie had won, and yeah, freaking it was a heaps lot. of stuff. It was so much. And also, when they weren't much. on stage, the Bachelorettes kind of perched, like, next to us. Because <laughs> we were in a little, like, where the seats kind of indented, so there was, like, a little space. And for a while, Lily was, like, just perched right next to us. 
And so it was like watching how she was reacting to certain things as well was quite interesting. Quite That's, interesting. That was very interesting. I feel like we <laughs> learned more about the interpersonal dynamics of the show from that than from mm. the whole show itself. Mm. Um, um, so my question is, Lily and Lucina actual type mates, good friends, from what you could tell? If I had to guess, I'm not saying that they weren't on the show, but I feel like they might not be anymore. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think just acquaintances. Okay. Perhaps. That's all right. That's all right. You've got plenty of acquaintances. Um, friends Liam's for a reason, friends awesome. for a season, friends for life. Liam's hair was actually, Liam's hair was the big, biggest reveal of the, the night. Like That's probably the thing that, particularly for you, Alex, because we were really divided over this. I thought it was amazing and cute, and you were like, it was a, thought it was an abomination. But that kind of rocked us more than anything else, correct? I yeah. loved Liam's hair. Do you know what it reminded me of? Uh, it reminded me of when your Robin had a little bob cut. It's true. It was so very cute. similar to Robin's haircut went from when she was six. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> that made me really love it, I have to say, because Robin's just adorable. Um, what Kate else Kate was wearing been? a really sparkly necklace. There's a lot of that on this famous recording oh, that you'll hear soon, mostly. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we discussed some stuff that just... Truly dazzling. Truly dazzling. <gasps> and also, when we arrived, so everyone was milling outside the theatre. Oh, well, this is all in the recording. This is all I remember. But Kurt hit his head really hard on a pole <laughs> <laughs> when he walked past everybody, like quite baffled by the crowd. Oh, and it just made me weep for Kurt. Poor Kurt. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, something interesting that's just kind of been ha- happened um, post the final, pre the after the final road screening, is that they were kind of teasing it like. Uh, obviously we know Richie and Lily get together but there's this mystery surrounding whether or not they remain together after after the final you know after the the final episode um but the Herald went and printed an interview they published an interview that they'd done with Richie and Lily they published it and then quickly unpublished it and yeah and the person who wrote the story also posted about it on their own personal Instagram and quickly uh, un- unposted about it. So it but the people get the receipts? Yeah, people got the receipts. The corner got the receipts. And, and what, what, the what receipts. was... What, so what, what was the... What, was that ahead of screenage? It was ahead... Oh, tonight was screenage. Tonight, tonight, yeah, yeah. Well, tonight was screenage when you're listening to this. Was but screenage, yeah. yeah, no. All right. But yeah, so it happened in, it happened in the space. interim. And also, um, Lily also gave away the game by... I think she's commented online somewhere where someone was like, oh, they'll break up in a few months or something. And she was like, actually, it's been five months so far. So, whatever. Um, so... That was botched. They couldn't keep that. <laughs> they couldn't keep that a secret even for one day. But anyway, tell you what was else fine. was botched. Quickly, just looking through my notes, Jesse lit up his fart, and we didn't see that on the program. That only came in the bloopers. I would have liked to have seen that in the um in the show. Alex Casey, we did see it in the show. We talked what? about it on this very podcast, and at the time we talked about it, you were like, "I don't remember that." The lighting of the fart. Yeah. It's like you've got a blind spot for Jesse's butt and fart and light. Well, the, I take back everything. How we, how, we, how, we how, talked about how you missed it at the time. We were both well, flabbergasted. Well, I supposed to remember what I've missed? Okay, but here's I the thing. Do it all. When we talked about it, we talked about it in the same kind of context. If they showed it in like a montage of funny antics, and I was like, I was annoyed that they hadn't shown it as it's, you know, like 
in its natural environment when it happened as a standalone piece. It was just oh, part no. of this montage of antics. And then you were like, I missed it. And we, <laughs> we assured you it did happen. Duncan also saw it. And then we saw it again in the after the final rose bloopers. And, uh, I was like I had seen it for the first time because I guess I had. And but I, I can't wait to talk to you it. about this again as a big surprise I, to you in the I'm future. I am losing it, honestly. There's a lot of things I keep repeating. Okay, well, I'm scared to say anything else. But there were certain things that I... We didn't hear in the audience, because they were mic'd, but they weren't projecting mic'd. I don't know if that's a technical term. But when Terence was like... that said that Mark got a Tic Tac sponsorship from his nudes. <laughs> didn't hear that in the room. And that, that was pretty funny. The mole just nailed it. Don't yeah. you reckon? The yeah, he's, uh, he's, really he's totally sorted himself out for some extra work, hey? Such a well, bro. yeah, tough industry right now though. Um, Magic Mark really, I thought he was great. I loved the way great. that he led into Amog. Amog got smashed by him and Liam. Yeah. Right? The one thing that was annoying was that because Lily did this amazing reprimand of everybody for being like, oh, the yeah, he, he's just not much of a man, or equating kind of manliness with courage on the night, and it was just so eloquent and just perfectly judged and timed mm. and they I don't know how you don't include that I'm like what's the point of even having the show if you don't include the best like comment of the night that's right I forgot about that what about Glenn's defense of um when he talked about <laughs> oh my god this was amazing and stuff and the Herald and saying that he was a misogynist and a homophobe and he's like you know like I'm a personal trainer I help he's people said, yeah I've got a mom. I have a mum <laughs> <laughs> he said the, the um, defence rests Yana. he just wants to spread the message of love mm. he's been accused of being a homophobe and a misogynist couldn't be further for the truth, from the truth I'm a personal trainer after all I help people and then he got like around he got like there were, were so many awkward silences where there was like an applause worthy line and nothing happened but when Glenn said I believe in the power of love the whole house kind of went down it's like come on what's this upside down world do you feel that Glenn redeemed himself at all no on the night yeah on the night he did because he talked about being sort of an introvert and having trouble making friends and I just felt quite sorry for him on mm. the night because it's obviously a bit odd but yeah Mm. Yeah, there's there's space in the world for that, but yeah. I don't think the edit really gave him the the credit. Yeah, yeah. In the rhyme, it was what interesting. What I did like about the show was how it lingered. Maybe it was just because they couldn't edit around it, but particularly with Lucina, how it just oh. lingered on all her pauses mm. and all her trying to find her words, and like I just, it felt really horrible in the room, and I felt that again watching it, and I think it was kind of important to put that across because yeah. it's quite brave, eh? Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't have, I mean, during the live show, she actually left the stage and had to go to the audience and mm. just basically, like, be consoled. Like, it was that savage and that prolonged. Really? And then there was that slender an opportunity for her to reply. Like, it was very, it was very intense. Wow. Like, it, as intense as it looks, it was even more so in the room. And I can understand why, once she properly processed that, she was just like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm mm. extremely freaking done. Yeah, mm. I think you could probably deal with all of that had you walked out of it with someone by your side that you were in this together, that kind of thing. But um, coming out on your own and being, yeah, being taken down. Well, feeling like there were really lonely people, in yeah. including Lily, who were sort of against her and didn't feel like there was anyone mm. in her corner. Mm. 
But then when mum pops up, mum with the tissues. Oh, mum. Oh, my God. Play a sad song on the steel drum. Too is that much. possible? I don't um, know. <laughs> how was Art as a host? My favourite bit was when he, he he talked about Lily and the twist that no one saw coming except for at least Alex Casey and a handful of other people. Yeah, sorry about that. Art <laughs> uh, uh, was... Art uh, did okay. I, I think it was an exceptionally difficult thing to host. Mm. Mm. Like, because there was so much going on and so much unexpected in terms of the lashing of Lucina that... It would have been, it's the kind of situation where having like a Don Bowden who's just done a million of those things, who's able to pivot on the fly might have been a bit better, but no one knew that going in. And he did the, the host part of it and the, he asked the questions well, but it was that was just an absolute 10 out of 10 degree of difficulty assignment. Mm. Mm. Also for the first like 10 or 15 minutes, none of the men spoke. Like it was, they were very, very, very reserved. The audience was also like very quiet. I don't know, yeah. like... Maybe it was just the Naz era and what Naz was like and what that special was like, but I remember there was like people like hissing <laughs> and being like yeah. ooh and stuff, and there just wasn't that same because it just did genuinely just feel so tense. And also, I think because we were all finding this out for the first time, a lot of it, so it was different to the last time when people had already watched the show and they knew right. Naz was the villain, they knew what happened. Yeah, yeah, there was a bit of kind of catching up to do in the room. Did they but catch yeah. you up at the beginning? Did they say, go, hey, okay, just for context, here's what's happened? We just watched the, the kind of supercut thing that opens the show. They right. played that, and that was just like, holy shit. And then I was like, I've made a huge mistake. I need to leave. But I'd already found out, so it was like, yeah. fine. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, I think now's probably a good time to listen to your, um, your hot takes immediately after the event that you recorded on your phone in an Uber and like this very professional podcast setup we've got going on here um, <laughs> which may or may not also be recorded on just three telephones yeah. Uh, but yeah let's, let's listen to that and I just want to say uh, goodbye Alex Casey no but, no no I'm not and Duncan Grieve <laughs> goodbye guys yeah. I'll say bye um, to you bye it's to not you really too. it's not really bye it's just see you soon for a Twilight pod Right? Yeah. Just tra 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 Catch you later. For now. <laughs> and uh, grow up, Peter Pan. <laughs> thank you guys. Thank she? you guys for listening That's to our, our silly podcast. Thank you um, to Nando's for sponsoring our silly podcast. And I don't know what else to yeah. say. Duncan, can you say something? Yeah. Oh, I'm. I I really want to um, double down on that. Thanks to Nando's because. I actually think that we wouldn't still be doing it if it wasn't for them. Um, we needed someone to give us a, a vote of confidence that this was a real thing and not just some utter silliness. Um, and the fact that they've stuck with us and the way the cornies have embraced them, it's like it's all part of why it's worked. So, mm. um, And they're going through some super hard times right now and I just like just couldn't couldn't appreciate them and the team uh, mike's alex everybody more i couldn't appreciate them more and same with the cornies and um and it's there's something kind of beautiful and poetic about alex going to you know breaking the fourth wall or crossing the uh the, the crossing the floor sort of, the dance floor yeah crossing the floor to join the opposition 
slash step in the arena um and just very proud proud of her and hopefully we'll be back doing something but if not it's been an amazing amazing five years and i've treasured every episode oh my god (laughs) i can't deal i'm not ready for this well you guys know that this was like the real pod was the only thing that made me be like i can't i can't leave I can't leave doing that. That's the funnest, the most fun I have in my my life. <laughs> so I still feel, <laughs> even though I'm going, that there's still something for us. <laughs> and that's why Twilight Pod. <laughs> every week. Why don't we watch the same movie every week for a year? <laughs> that's never been done before. <laughs> no, no. It's a chaotic time. And the real pod is one of the only kind of totems of safety and calm and fun that I definitely have through all of this. So having to give it up feels like literally like a death. (laughs) But I will still be in the corner. And we're still going to be friends, right? Yeah. Right? Um, And I just... I. It's goodbye for now, but it's not goodbye forever. Thanks, Alex. We oh, love you. <laughs> one, one, one more shout out. One more last shout out to Ricky and Jose and Alice Wibliddle and Tina Tiller and everyone who's ever produced the show as well. Yes. Because um, they've been such a big part of why it was was fun and cool and good and all the people have ever guested on it. Um, Colin. But yeah. Wayne Didn't guess but Spiritual guest Nasa calling through Nasa Yeah Tracy Jones Tracy Jones Matoodles And And Batley Burton Oh my god That chick from the The Bachelor US Olivia Caride Remember that one Yeah That's right Jordan Oh god it's been a time Alright 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 That's fine That's fine it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. fine. Thank you all. Take stay safe, everyone. Look after yourselves. Look after each other. Be kind. Uh, and we'll we'll catch you next time. Pat, we we'll do catch something. You on the flip side. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Okay. This isn't good. I can just see people. What can you say? Well, we just saw Tavita and Mark just walk past us wheeling very large suitcases on a very long ramp. And I just feel like someone should be doing that for them. We're about to drive past the mall. <laughs> we just drove past the mall. And Sunglasses? Glenn? Yeah. The mall and Glenn getting into a youth. So together. the number of like foes who have become best friends out the back of this is very strange. And they're all literally right now just walking around Takapuna. With Helen Stein's bags. And and huge, yeah, like you said, huge wheelie suitcases. Except Mike, who's got nothing but his phone and his, like, swag. <laughs> okay, I feel like we're just about to see someone else. No, okay. No. It's all done. Um, yeah, that was really intense. No sign of Elliot. So when we arrived at the venue tonight, the Pump House Theatre, you all know it well, um, Elliot was the first thing that I saw. He was a Christ-like figure, arms spread out, his head was shining, gleaming. Late afternoon sun. He's got his followers around him, desperate to learn his secrets. And we were like, okay, well, 
So we out the back of that, our main thing is we know that Elliot's here. Yeah. That is the only thing that we know. For sure. And then we get into the into the room, and it takes a while for us to clock that there's no Elliot. Elliot's not in the lineup of men. Tyler's there. You all know. We all Tyler. Know, we all know Tyler. Clayton. You remember Lads. Clayton? Lads, 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 okay, who we got? Who we got? They've got to be. It's Connor. It's Connor. It's Connor. Yell something about being an anti-vaxxer. <gasps> I do. How? Say, what, do listen to the real part. Do it. Do it. Do it. No, 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 no. It's really like. <laughs> remember to vaccinate. <laughs> he just raised his fist. That was a beautiful thing. That was. <laughs> that was so. I feel like I'm gonna be sick again. Yeah. Tonight has been too intense. Um. Okay. So what? So we learnt. The, the end of the show, which you now know, <laughs> but the it's crazy because you process that in real time, and then, but then the it's 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 the how people responded to it almost felt bigger somehow, mm-hmm. like the way that Aaron and Mike in particular were just carrying so much still at this distance. Yeah, Mike in particular, I noticed sat down extremely like rigid legs extremely wide whole body like tense don't know why I'm doing it because you can't say it and was shaking his leg the entire time and Aaron was also kind of like twitching and stuff and I was like something really yeah. crazy yeah that, that was a bigger tell even though when we knew the result like you could tell that there was something seething and, and like there would be like jokes just kind of easy laughs happen mm. and Mike was stone faced like nothing was moving him until no. that came out and then he kind of delivered, I think they both did, something they've definitely rehearsed for, you know, the last however many weeks in their in their homes, <laughs> telling Lucina how they felt about the way that things ended, and I don't feel like it was properly resolved no. in the filming. I think it was, it was extraordinarily tense, and also with the added pressure of, like, they have to get certain shit done that... I don't think Lucina got the chance to respond at all to their clearly very well thought out and quite clearly she, delivered um, points of view. And it, it felt like she was blindsided by that. Like mm. they they had like you said, they've been crafting this stuff in their head for a very long time. They did not she she was not she walked into it thinking it was just gonna be a nice friendly catch up with some mates she hasn't seen for a while. And you know, she she left quite quickly afterwards. She, you know, like she kind of broke down at some point. I'm very curious about what goes in and what goes out of mm. the edit because there are some things we saw tonight that a will be hard to make television because they were just such long monologues. Yeah. And b like almost felt like you know the, the, there's this kind of duty of care thing that seems to happen with New Zealand reality where they sort of look after your image because I worry if that were to be sort of approximated on television how New Zealand responds to Lucina. Mm. Like, I'm scared of the takes. Yeah, same. It really surprised me. Like, I didn't... I didn't realise... I've noticed it a little bit in some of the conversations in the corner and stuff that some of the cornies don't love Lucina. But I am concerned as well that it's not... It's not warranted necessarily. I feel like she's probably been thrown into a hellish situation... And maybe she didn't get she didn't get the time on stage. But I also don't know if she could have handled that time to actually properly talk about things because there were a couple of times where they asked her questions and it was just a long kind of 
rambling, much like I'm kind of doing now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing she does all the time. Do you know what I mean? At the end of every single sentence, it's a Sue Nicholson trick. Is it? Mm, to get people on board with what you're saying. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, I think as well that the, the way they initially intended to stage the Aaron and the, the, the final section where, where it was Aaron and Logan, Loggy and Moggy, as we realised mm-hmm. while we were there. Um, Lucina was supposed to open and she just couldn't get the words out. She was broken up and it meant that they opened with Logan and then through to Aaron. And so I wonder if the like construction of it had it gone the way it was meant to where Lucina kind of says a piece that... Because Aaron was talking about closure and that seemed to be a big theme for her guys was that they didn't feel like they got it. They didn't feel like they got an honest attempt from her. And as a result of that, you know, her not being able to make that sort of kind of soothing confessional at the front, it just sort of boiled over out of them. Mm. Oh, it was so intense. It was intense. Um, Not as intense as Kurt's sparkling chain. It was the sparkliest chain I have ever seen. I hope it really glimmers on camera because it was taking my eyes out every time I looked at it. Kurt looked like he was auditioning for the role of Tupac (laughs) in like 1995. It was, he had like a razor blade, a sparkly razor blade (laughs) and a, um, like this, like, like, as you said, what they were like, the stagier stage jewels over the top of a a black turtleneck. It was like... Very turtleneck. A Kirk, you like? I yeah. saw Kurt hit his head extremely, <laughs> extremely hard on a pipe. <laughs> and it wasn't just any pipe; it was like wrought, like old it was iron. Like a Crash Bandicoot. There's a level in Crash Bandicoot Warped where Crash Bandicoot is in like an industrial world, and he has to duck under and over these really thick industrial pipes. And in that moment, <laughs> Kurt was crashed, and he did not make it through. Oh. Just full donk. Like, and I, it was just, it was a lot. And everyone was looking at him. I loved it. Was, it was, he, was he wearing the jewels before he hit his head? Because I'm wondering if those I jewels were a decision. No, no, no. So I, when he hit his head, he was not wearing any jewelry. i just saying, are these facts related? <laughs> Something to consider. I'm feeling great. Let me put my, <laughs> my scalpel necklace and I put the razor blade necklace on. <laughs> it was real intense. Who was best dressed? I mean, aside from Kurt, obviously. Yeah, I think Kurt is definitely uh, best dressed. I know. I saw a lot of ankles, and I saw not many socks. Yeah. That's so, my so that was you. that was uh, Jesse, and that was Tavita. Tavita was an wearing extraordinary capris. amount of ankles. Yeah. Like those were really yeah. long shorts rather than a trout. Also, looks still in a lot of pain. Yeah, like he wasn't moving right. No, he was. He limped over to the couch. Okay, some <laughs> unexpected friendships. Amog sat next to Jesse. Amog got like owned by the crowd a bit. There's still tension there, but not with Jesse. Uh, Liam and Amog sort of seemed okay, and then they got in. Well, Liam got into it. Like Liam's had a haircut. Liam's had what? What in is what is way. it? I mean, they've seen it now. He's got a freaking Imithem and Bob. It is. So fetch. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's so sharp. Yeah. It, it seems like a mistake. Uh, so I disagree. This is like we've got a, quite a profound <laughs> ideological disagreement on this because I think it really works for him, <laughs> and it's a good way of saying goodbye to the old lamb. 
actually felt really bad for him when Lily, I don't know if this makes the cut, but Lily was like, you know, you've got a lot of growing up to do and blah, blah. It's like, imagine having like a 23-year-old say that to you yeah. when you're 28 and you've just got and that you're haircut. you're really emotionally intelligent. Yeah, and you're the most intelligent guy in the house. Absolutely, and you've just had a freaking intense haircut. <laughs> like, it's just so I mean, much I think he was kind of pulling it off, I guess, as a look. Well, he wasn't... He didn't look like he thought he'd made a mistake. Yeah, That's nine-tenths like, of the battle with a haircut like that. Yeah, see, I had a haircut when I, was, <laughs> when I was 17, and it was peroxide blonde. And it looked like that, and it was really bad. Yeah, then we picked it up on really uh, Real Pod Corner shortly. <laughs> um... Any other thoughts? Oh, um, Mark saved the whole shoot, basically. Finally yeah. piped up and... Who was, was it? into Moggy. It was Moggy, yeah. Piped up saying that uh, Aaron telling Lily about Liam's thing was more a kind of panic yeah. grab than, than him being a real man. Just, There's a lot of conversation about what a real man should and shouldn't do. Yeah, and um, a spastic, which was just completely unconscionable. I'm sure it didn't make the edit. That was a Liam special twice. Yeah. Lily, Lily did a freaking great job as she did throughout the show of just calling them out on in real time in a really like kind but firm way about describing these these qualities to masculinity and not to humanity or, or you know mm. it was, it's just lame and that was great. What was interesting was that they brought out the uh, the house mother. Oh. Candace to talk about how you know how messy the boys were and keeping them in line and stuff and you know that's just never something that would happen on The Bachelor there's there's no way they'd bring out <laughs> someone to talk about keeping all the women in line because again that's like a gender thing and I thought that kind of was not great I thought it sucked very much to be honest for a show which to this point like a season of a show had, had felt like it had handled the treacherous waters of all the different kind of gender stuff that's in play pretty well, especially given they had two two bachelorettes. Um, tonight felt like some of that was broken down. I'll be really interested to see if when it airs, they managed to paper over some of that stuff and that's been something the production has handled or whether it just kind of got out of control tonight. Yeah, it was full on. I had a hard. It was a hard gig. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. It was. It was felt more tense than any comedy, bad comedy show I've seen. You know what I mean? Like as mm. an audience member, it was just quite unpleasant. I think. But also cool. It was. Oh, it, was it was an incredible <laughs> thing to be at. Like on balance, are you? How do you feel about having made the decision to go behind the curtain and get the whole thing spoiled for you, like three weeks out? I feel okay about it. As soon as I found out I felt sick and bad and that I had made a huge mistake, as soon as I found out what the outcome was, but then the more I think about it, I'm like, what did I really think was going to happen at the end of this show? It's not the craziest thing no. that could have happened. And I was glad to see uh, I was glad to see Kurt's glimmering chain. Like, that is the sparkliest thing I've ever seen, and I will die saying that because I will never see anything sparklier <laughs> as long as I live. That, that's true. I, I, I know to, to do a real like awkward ending a la art tonight, I think that's a great place to leave it. <laughs> See you next time. See, what, what, what was it? What did he hear? Know. Some amazing line. Oh god, I hope they really ended it. <laughs> I don't know. And as they say, yeah. it's time to see you again. <laughs> Like and subscribe. Max Key Corner. I know. I know. I know.
Talo for Lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spinner. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spinoff member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.